Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief, the fastest, most informative, quick right to the point podcast uh, supporting the dental industry. I'm very excited to have for another episode uh, back with us, um, Brandy Hooker-Evans. Brandy, go ahead and say hello. Tell us what you do. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Good morning, Patrick. Thanks for having me. So I am a dental hygienist that has a burning, and I mean burning passion for a safe practice. I also happen to be an educator and a coach. I'm married to a dentist. And so if you need something in the office done, just call me Jack and I'll be at your side. That's awesome. Great. You're always so enthusiastic. It's great to have you here. I know today's uh, subject, what we're talking about is, is for some people may not be that fun. Um, it seems very important to me. So um, I know that you want to talk about infection control and these types of things. So go ahead and jump right on that. Tell me, um, you know, tell me a, a, something that you're seeing that's going on pra- in practices right now. I don't want to get too deep into COVID, but obviously um, COVID spread is something that people are talking about or how to avoid it. So what is the problem that you're seeing out there that um, practices are talking to you about? Um, you can shed some information on. So dental practices everywhere and at this point all around the world is a safe assessment feel like they want to have a safe practice a safe work environment where themselves their co-workers and their patients are all protected against the spread of contagious disease the problem is that it's overwhelming at best it is a list that comes out with a new list with a stack of regulations that are three inches thick and it's overwhelming. And I love to have a safe clinic. So what I love to do is teach the dental professionals, give them motivation to take a deep breath and chunk up the different pieces and parts of infection control and just work on one thing at a time. If we can, as a team, show up and discuss, we would like a safe practice. Here are the things that we are rocking already. And these are the things that we are nervous about. Then together as a team, we can say, okay, what are we going to do about it? And start to lay out a plan that is number one, easy to apply. And number two, works, keeps everyone safe. Do you know there's not one single case of a dental professional getting coronavirus from a dental interaction? So we've got a lot of hope and a lot to look forward to in this next chapter. And what a great time to individually look at our practices and say, what do we know is going good and what can we improve upon? Yeah, it's, it's um, obviously it's an issue. Um, and it's a, there's a lot of buzz going around. And, and one of the things that I'm seeing 
um, happen is, and this is this has happened in, in I think every state in the country, maybe all but a couple, um, as practices have been shut down by government agencies. Um, the local dental associations and even the ADA seem to have differing opinions, but it seems like instead of the information going to governments and the local municipalities, it's coming the other way. They're pushing this for So, you know, one thing that um, I see when it comes to regulations is nobody wants more regulations, but we definitely don't want them to come from people that don't know what they're doing. So what do you think that practices could do to help be a part of creating any regulations or avoiding regulations, being a little bit more proactive and pushing information upwards instead of it come down instead of it coming down. And I know this is a little off topic and it just, you know, popped into my head thinking about it here and what I'm seeing, but I would like to see dentists take charge of this and, and be a little bit more organized. What do you think that they could do on a, on a more of a local level to kind of help the bigger problem and, and avoid being shut down in the future from either more um, outbreaks or from the next potential pandemic that's coming? Right. I love that question. Thank you very much because here's the secret to success. We have to stop feeding our brain and our heart and our soul and our practice with fear and propaganda. We have data and not just a little bit. We've got decades of data about what works and what doesn't in the case of infectious disease. Everything from hepatitis to AIDS to the flu to any new disease that we don't even know exists yet, we know how to mitigate the spread of disease. So in our own practices locally, we need to have these conversations with one another that says, hey, what are we doing that's working? Where can we improve? Get that lined out in our practice and then have those conversations with the other dentists and dental hygienists and dental assistants in our communities and really come together as a team, as a collective team and say, this is the data, this is the practice. We would like to, and then whatever that next step is, fill in the blank. But what's happening is, as you said, things are coming down at us arbitrarily. So our job is to stop drinking that and get back to what do we know? What data does support the practices that we have? Where are we falling down? Line it out locally. And then as the team grows from your personal dental practice to your city, to your state, then now we've got something that we can actually work with. But we have to address the situation with poise and evidence. Facebook and Fox News and CNN don't count for the type of evidence that we need to make a quality dental professional decision. We need to incorporate that information and say, gosh, this is scary, but what are we going to do about it? And running around isn't the answer, but getting a plan and saying I'm scared or this is what I've heard and what are we doing to prevent the spread of this disease? That is an answer. So let's, let's use our skills and our information that we already have available to us in abundance and work this next chapter out to be safe and healthy 
in a way that no matter your position in the dental field, whether you're the patient or the doctor or the hygienist or the assistant or the front desk gal, you feel confident that what we're doing is safe and taking good care of the people that we love. <clears throat> that we're safe is a, obviously that word. I think I've heard that word safe used more in the last two months than I have in my entire 45 years on this planet. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me because I always think, well, nobody can keep safe, right? You can keep safer, you can be safer, but we're never really safe. Um, you know, there's definitely things that we can do to improve our safety. Um, a lot of dentists, in my opinion, um, didn't know that they had any cleanliness issues until COVID, right? So if, if COVID was spreading before it hit the news. Let's say the news didn't exist, right? And COVID, right? <laughs> it didn't exist. <clears throat> and um, COVID was spreading without knowledge. There would be some practices that may have had issues and other practices that would have had none at all, just based on how clean that practice is, correct? Right. Yeah. So, so I see, and I see this in some of the advertising that's happening right now, the dentists are advertising where they're talking about, um, you know, here's what we do to keep you safe. Right now, I tell them, no, safer. Safe right. is your legal issue. This is what we can do to keep you safer. But if you're telling me this is what you're doing to keep me safe or safer now, it tells me that before you weren't doing these things. That's what I see. And I know not everyone sees it that way. We have it in, you know, in, in my office. We have you know, some brilliant advertising minds, and they'll argue back and forth that no, they don't see it that way. They want the reassurance. I think bringing the reassurance up actually raises red flags. So when you know that a practice or what is a telltale sign that you know that a practice prior to COVID has a cleanliness issue? What are some of those kind of telltale signs? And then what are the real quick fixes for those? Like what, um, I'll let you take it from there. I think you know what I'm getting at as far as the question totally. is. Well, when do you know that, a, when is it, when do you know that you have a dirty practice? Right, so yeah. there, there's a couple of good telltale signs. One of them is that I believe and teach that you should wash your hands in front of every single patient every single time to show them that you are caring for them. I've been teaching this for the last decade. Well, more than a decade, but that's another conversation. Yeah, okay. We won't do that to you now. Um, so so it's simple things. And every everyone has in their mind that there's this magical wand that we're going to be able to wave and be able to see that things are clean or if they're covered in those little scary balls with the stick things poking out of them that are all over everywhere right now. And it's, it's not, it's the simple practices is does your RDH wash her hands for you? Does your dentist come in and wash his hands for you? If the answer to that is yes, then we can start to move forward into some of the other like how to tell. And it requires a little bit more of clinical knowledge to see where things are being cross-contaminated. Um, my best recommendation, if you don't have clinical experience, is to think when you're getting a sandwich in the sub shop line and the person puts gloves on, makes your sandwich, takes the money, and then goes and makes your besties sandwich with the same gloves. Right, yep. 
So just use that. Are they washing their hands? And are we exchanging money with the same gloves that we're making food with? If that's the case, then uh, shoot me an email at stelloutcomes dot or at out stellar outcomes at outlook.com and i will help find a really great dentist in your area for you to move to that's awesome yeah and it's true and i see that and it's just what what happens when we're not watching right that's the if they're doing that in front of you what are they doing that what are they doing when they're not in front of you so um we're this is we're running a little past time which is great i think it's good information and sometimes it's worth doing that and i think our audience will find this worth it today real quickly uh brandy can you tell me a couple of resources um that dentists can use to kind of give themselves a checkup on how they're doing as far as cleanliness in their practice and then if they wanted to hire someone such as your help yourself to help them what should they look for in that person great or company so wonderfully, all of the information that you need to do it yourself is available for free on the internet. You can go to OSHA.gov, O-S-H-A.gov, and find links to all the dental information that you could ever want to read. Um, the American Dental Association at ADA.org also has a complete dental-specific uh, regulations how to keep your team and your patients and yourself safe. And if you do not love to do all the footwork yourself and you're like, hey, can I just get someone to help me for a minute? I would urge you to pick someone that meshes with your team and that you feel like can really motivate them to make a change. It, I always stay away from overwhelming, finger wagging opportunities because it makes people feel inadequate. I would pick someone that will celebrate the good things that your practice is already doing and get your team excited to make one small change today. We'll turn that into a habit. And guess what? Next week, next change and build until we've got this really solid, awesome, healthy, safer doing our best practice. Uh, I think you had the nail on the head earlier. Like there's no such thing as being safe. Oh, I mean, there's just, there's risks no matter what we do, but with infection control, we know even pre COVID, we know how to prevent the spread of disease. So let's link arms, get a plan, talk about the parts that we're winning on and address the parts that are scary and we can work through it. No problem. Well said, Brandon, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, go ahead real quickly. I know you have a website coming out. What is your new website URL going to be? It's going to be brandyhookerevans.com, all one word. And it should be, actually, by the time your podcasters hear this, it'll be up. So go to brandyhookerevans.com and you can find information. And I'm always happy to direct you to find someone good, even if, you know, even if it's not me, I'm, I'm happy to help as a resource. Thank you so much, Brandy. We appreciate it. Guys, visit the website, brandyhookerevans.com. A ton of great information there. Reach out to Brandy if you need her help. Uh, this has been another episode of The Dental Brief. We appreciate you being here, Brandy. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you again. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in, and we hope to uh, have you guys all back real soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. 
We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.